0: My name is Shoki and I will do our Bible reading for this evening. Um I'm gonna read out of Romans chapter eight, verse thirty one to thirty nine. Okay, it reads as follow. Um What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? for your sake we are being killed all the day long we are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered no in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us for i am sure that neither life nor death neither death nor life no angels nor rulers no things present no things to come no powers no height no death no anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of god in Christ Jesus, our Lord. This is the Word of God.
1: ah segaazi, Jehovah N'Male, we no tembegele. Oh, setandaza namplange Jehovah ngoba umule, kasongi skat ingawonka makleisha. Oh, Jehovah ngoba nonga fanya swanao namplange. Father, we thank you. We thank you for everything. We thank you especially. Jesus we thank you for Jesus and his love and his, uh, his work on the cross for us as we gather around your word we pray you may lift our spirits you may encourage us this evening to reflect and fix our eyes on Jesus uh, and on Jesus who's got this amazing love this great love we pray and ask all this in Jesus name amen, amen. About a year ago, a couple in our church lost uh, their one year 8 months uh, old baby. It was all sudden, there had been no warning. Uh, the child had been well playing the previous day. But on the next morning, the child was now unresponsive as it usually was. And so the father ran with the child from Hilbro all the way to Jobek General, finding help, trying to find help for the child. But it was all too late. By the time he arrived there, the child had passed away. Gone. And I saw this couple trying to find meaning in all this chaos that had no explanation. That didn't make sense at all. A child playing yesterday, but now child is dead. How do we explain that? What do we say about that? But then even after the funeral, when we buried the child, here as they are going to the east on Allendale at the cemetery there in Midrand, I saw them Sunday after Sunday after church. They would come to me, greet me at the end of the service and say, Pastor, we are now on our way, coming to where their son was laid. Every Sunday coming to see and grieve and mourn their boy. We have been suddenly gone, taken away." And the question that I could see on their faces and on their eyes was, how do we carry on in the faith? We have no answers. How do we carry on in the midst of all this chaos that's unexplained, this suffering in our lives that we can explain? And Romans chapter 8 is answering that for us this, this, uh, this evening. And it's saying to us, you see, we may have all these uh, the great benefits of the gospel. In fact, firstly, in, verses, uh, in chapters 1 to 4, we have this great salvation that God has revealed to us in time. You see, the Bible tells us in Romans 1 to 4 that we were so undeserving, so wicked, so depraved. But God in time, through his mercy through Jesus Christ, brought such a great salvation to us, that's unexplainable, that God himself, the creator of this universe, holy God, looked at us and declared us not guilty when we were so obviously guilty. How is that possible? And it tells us that we are justified through the righteousness of Christ Jesus. And then from chapter 5 all the way to 8, where we are, he is now expounding on the benefits of all that salvation. We have peace with God. We have victory over sin. We are adopted as his children. We have life in the spirit of God. All those things. Now, in the midst of calamity, how do you apply all those truths so that it all makes sense for you? Now, the Bible wants us to know this evening from romans chapter 8 that you see in the midst of things we can't explain when we are feeling like the life life and air has been taken off off from us from our feet so suddenly how do we continue in the faith in the midst of all this that's happening in the midst of such pain and the answer is we continue by being secure in the love of god for us in christ jesus That has overcome sin and all suffering that's how we continue we continue by being secure in that love by being confident in that love that god has shown to us through christ and our text this morning yeah i always preach in the morning our text this evening is split into two firstly i want us to see in verses 31 to 34 That I am secure, you are secure In the love of God That has overcome sin So stop suffering And then in 35 to 39 I want you to see that I am secure You are secure In the love of God That has overcome And is overcoming suffering So 31 to 34 35 to 39 Let's look at the first one 31 to 34 The love of God that has overcome sin You see, in 31 to 34, three times a challenge is issued to the believers. Three times there's a challenge that is put across. Firstly, there are these people or these figures that are against God's people, verse 31. And then in verse 33, there are these who are bringing a charge. And then there are those who are bringing a condemnation towards God's people in verse 33 in verse 34. So three times this challenge is brought, but three times this answer is right there. Three times. To those who are against us, the answer is the same. To those who are bringing a charge, the answer is the same. To those who are bringing a condemnation, the answer is the same. To the charges, to, to the against us, the answer is the cross of Christ is the answer. To the answer of the charges, the answer is the cross of Christ. To answer to the condemners, the cross of Christ. Three times the answer is given, the cross of Christ, the cross of Christ, the cross of Christ. It's enough to answer all these charges and challenges that are being given. To those who are against us, we are told that Jesus himself or God himself gave up Jesus for us. How much more will he not give us much more? And so the answer to that charge is that God has finished this. God has done and completed this work by giving up Jesus for us. So that when that charge or when that those that are against us come against us, we can always point away from us and say, There is Jesus, the one who has given up for us. He has finished it all. And to those who are bringing a charge against us. The cross of Christ again. Because God himself, the holy God, looked at my sinful self, at your sinful self. And he said, in all the charges that can be brought about about on you, a million of them, you are not guilty. He justified us. And to those who condemned us, God raised Jesus from the dead and seated him on his right hand, where he is ruling and in charge, and is interceding for me. And so as they condemn Christ is interceding for me, the challenge of those who are condemning me is answered by Christ, my victor. Christ, the one who has been raised from the dead, who is interceding for me. All in all. You see, the one qualified to bring charges and challenges against us is the very one who has cleared us of all the challenges that can come your way, of all the challenges that you rightly deserve. He has cleared them all away because of his love. You see, not to charge, not to come and be against us, but he gives us, he gives up his own son for us. Instead of coming to charge us, he declares us not guilty. Instead of coming to condemn us, he declares and he he affirms us and intercedes for us, raising Jesus from the dead so that he can intercede for us and he can rule. But who are these? They are against us. The chargers, the condemners, who are constantly bringing all these charges and challenges against the believers that we must always be listening to and watching. You see, the Bible tells us about three enemies that are working to make sure they discredit us and discredit the work of God that is happening in every single one of us. You see, this trio is called the world, the flesh, and the devil. They are working full-time at trying to make sure that all that has been done and achieved in Romans 1 to 8 is undone in an instant of not being confident in the gospel. When suffering comes, they come over time working and ensuring that you doubt all these things that you've been hearing all these weeks. You forgot forgotten. You see, in Ephesians chapter two, verse, uh, uh, chapter 2 verse 2 to 3, we learn a little bit more about them. Paul says to us, you once walked following the course of this world, number one. Following the prince of the air, number two. And the, and, and the spirit that is now at work in those who are the sons of disobedience. Among whom we all lived in the passions of our flesh, number three. And so he's working in all this, bringing charges. Of course there are more. Of course they will employ others to come. And the more the merrier. As long as they can achieve what they want to. Make sure you doubt and are less confident in the gospel in the face of suffering and the face of sin. But you see, we have been set free. We have been set free. And whomever the Son of Man sets free is how was the lord whoever the son of man sets free is free. exactly free indeed and so no challenge can come our way because of what jesus has done no charge can come our way there are none who can be against us there are none who can condemn us because the one who can rightly be against us is no longer our enemy we are his friends we are his sons adopted into his family. The one who can bring a charge is the one who has declared us not guilty. We have a right standing with him. He sees us and he sees the righteousness of Christ. The one who can rightly condemn you to an eternity without him looks at you and raised Jesus from the dead for you. And now Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father and is interceding for you worthless sinner for you so that in time when you are going through unexplainable calamity existential problems that are really threatening to undo you that you would remember you would remember all his benefits as the psalmist says to us do not forget all his benefits for you. Now the Bible says to us, see on this trio that is at work in us to undo, to ensure they plant the seed of doubt in our hearts and in our minds, when we are facing sin and we're facing suffering and we're unsure of our footing, the Bible says to us, Instead of listening to the world that's against you, that wants to destroy you, the Bible says, What do you have to do with the world? You are in it, but you are not part of it. You are set apart. You are distinct, chosen by God from the beginning of, before the beginning of time. Redeemed by the precious blood of the Lamb. Ungena! why are you listening to the world and so the bible says do not be conformed to the world to the pattern of this world but be renewed Romans 12 verse 12 see rather than listening to the condemnation and the whispers of the devil as he comes and tries to discourage us in the face of suffering And in the face of us being uh, failing in our sins and suffering as a result, the Bible tells us, resist him and he will flee. Resist him, stand firm. Therefore, stand firm. After you've done all you can, stand firm. Rather than listening to the flesh dragging you about your weaknesses, reminding you about all your failures, recounting, giving you an accounting. Here is the general entrance of all you have done. It says to us, flee the lust of the flesh. And I want you to note that when it's talking about this trio that comes and often is used against the believers, that the Bible never commands us to do the opposite it commands us that we must resist the devil and we must flee the lust of the flesh and some of us here suffer in sin because we have really inverted those two we are trying to resist sin in your boyfriend's bedroom in your girlfriend's bedroom trying to understand why God is not coming through and helping you to be firm and to stand firm. When the Bible tells you, flee. You are not supposed to be there. And then now you are looking around and saying, oh, He doesn't come through for me. He says, flee, don't resist the lust of the flesh. And then he doesn't say, flee the devil. He says, resist, stand firm. And look him in the eye and stand firm. So no matter what, God in Christ has been victorious for us in ensuring that whatever challenge that can be brought your way, That can be used to discourage you. That can be used to doubt all the great things you've heard and have received. And have thanked God for in Romans 1 all the way to last week. That when you look at all this treasure, all this gold that God has given you. That in a moment of weakness, that you would not forget. That God is for you. That God is for you. No matter what. Naganjan, He is for you. That God has done all this for you. At our home we love watching these uh, uh, shows. Uh, one of the shows that we watch is uh, a show called Makoti. Uh, it's got another line to it. But the idea of Makoti is that uh, uh, these girls who want to get married to these men. I think there are about four of them must go uh, at the guy's house for 21 days. Imagine that. 20, we call it easy, isn't it? Imagine, no ring, nothing, no promise. But you're bowing down, cleaning. and <laughs> So for 21 days, they're trying to ensure they please their mother-in-law's-to-be. That the family is happy and they give a passing grade after 21 days. But often what we are seeing in the show week by week is the accusations, is the charges, is the condemnation. When the laundry is not done. On and on and on we see all these mothers, and I really can't believe that my mother could be like that that they are really telling us and representing what our mothers really are in the townships most of the time. Charges, condemnations, you're not good enough. Oh, my son made the biggest mistake of his life. You must go. You are not the one because you failed to make tea. You are not the one. On and on and on. And you your heart breaks for these girls. Your heart breaks for them. Why? What makes you continue week after week of hearing barraging comments, condemnation on top of condemnation? But the Bible tells us that you see, you are different. All those charges that these girls are going through you really won't have to go through them because Christ has overcome for you because of his love for you in Christ Jesus. He has ensured that no charge can be pressed against you. He has ensured that no condemnation can ever be leveled against you. He has ensured that those who are against you, he himself faces, faces them and overcomes them. The great salvation we have, never forget it in a moment of suffering. In a moment of suffering. Right, secondly, 35 to 39, I am secure in the love of God, even in the midst of suffering. You are secure in the love of God in Christ Jesus, even in the midst of suffering. When I was in Port Elizabeth some few years ago, there was a girl in our church who had received the Lord Jesus Christ. Born again. Saved. Excited for the things of the Lord. Went back to her family and told her family, Yo, please count me out. When we are having all these ceremonies, appreciating the ancestors in December, for all they have done for us in the year, because in, this in DC, we are getting Her father accepted this and said, Okay, go right here. When we are starting our things, you can be excused. This arrangement was on for a year. But in the next year, it so happened that the extended family came. And as they saw this drama unfolding of this girl who was being given permission to leave, they couldn't believe their eyes. Why is she not staying? They said to him. And suddenly, this man, who had gotten into an understanding with their daughter, realized that he had been impotent at that time. And that he realized that he needed to assert himself. Brought her child, his child, and said, You will stay in here. And said, No, I cannot stay. You will stay. And because all these extended families are watching, as it's going back and forth, "You stay, I want, you stay, I want." He decided, once and for all, I am going to show this girl who is the boss." And so he beat her in front of everyone, for refusing and saying, "I bow only to Jesus." And on top of that, she was told, this coming semester. We will not pay anything, and so she was facing this. Will I be beaten and not go to school for a semester for the sake of Jesus, or should I succumb and give up? Be loved by family, go to school again. How can I stand? How can I stand, Pastor, in the midst of this suffering? how can i make it make sense pastor because his love makes us overcomers in suffering see nothing makes us doubt god's love as the time of hardships and when we are facing life's extremes in verses 35 to 36 we are shown there Just a picture painting of the life's challenging problems that we face. That come and threaten to wash us away. Into doubt, confusion, and eventually abandonment. Of all we have been learning, accepting, receiving. Oh, preach Pastor David. Oh, preach Pastor Sia. Powerful men of God. But in the face of hardships. It's all gone. So in verses 35 to 36. We are shown all those. Trouble. Hardship. Persecution. Fair mind. Nakedness. Danger. Or sword. And we are shown there. In a psalm that's taken for us from. Uh, psalm, uh, psalm 44. About the, the, the children of God. Facing slaughter. Like sheep were on their way to an abattoir. To be slaughtered the life of God's children. And of these sufferings that we see in verses 35 and 36, you see the 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 the, the question that's there is you know, who shall separate us what shall separate us from the love of God? Are all these things able to really drive us away from God? Are all these things really able to undo all the work of Romans 1 all the way to 8? Can they undo all that God has been building in your life? And the answer is, for those who are trusting in Jesus, that no, they are not. They can beat you. They can starve you. They can take you out of university. They can disown you for his name's sake. But no, they won't be there won't be enough to undo the great work he has done there shouldn't be enough and so if you are on the verge of giving up this this evening if you are there almost there to say oh let me just give them what they want there is hope that it shouldn't be enough that god has made sure it's not enough to drive you away from his love That he has so lavishly shown you and poured into you. It's not enough. Even in the extremes of life, verses 37 to 39. When we face all these extremes, you see, the Paul uses these pairs to show us all these extremes that are there to show the, the, you know, the real gap that's there to say the totality of everything that can really be brought against you. If it was all, if all the arsenal in this world was really brought against you, would you stand? You see, would you stand? If there's life, if there's death, if there's life, if there's angels, if there's powers, all those extremities are brought. If there is want, if there is if you don't have want. If you have money, if you don't have money. If you are employed, if you are unemployed, will you stand even in those extremities? Or is there a ceiling? A maximum you can take, after which you will fold everything and say I surrender and wave a white flag to the devil, the world and the flesh and to suffering you see all these extremes all the suffering even the worst of it that's painted for us here are really not enough to undo the great work that God has done and accomplished in you and I want you to know this evening That God has done everything to ensure that you are tethered to him for good. That if you are untethered at any moment, it's really your weakness and your desire. But his desire is none who are mine can be stolen, can be taken from me even though the thief comes to seek steal and destroy but those who belong to me can never be taken i have a friend of mine who i've known for about 10 years now you see sex outside of marriage debilitates her she's been struggling and i see her when she struggles You can see she stops coming to church. She wants to give God time. Time to think about what she has done. Time to reconsider his love for her. Time to shut it all down and kick her out from the Lamb's book of life. Time to think again if she's really, really worth it. Shame, guilt makes her stay away. And she's suffering in silence alone. But I remind her again and again, God loves you in Christ Jesus. And he has done all, all, to make sure that that cannot be undone. Come along, Mzalwan. Come along. Let's persevere in the Lord. See, whether you are suffering this evening with guilt and shame because you have given in, fallen, failed at purity or failed at being committed to Jesus, failed at remaining sinless, that you are thinking now, oh, he's just about done with me. He really should be giving up on me now if he truly is God. He really should be saying enough so one, he really should be cutting the umbilical cord right about now. Because how can he persevere in light of my continued failure? How can he persevere in light of my weakness? He can. And that's what we've been seeing all through Romans. And we saw it again today that there is no single charge that can be brought up against you and stand. There is no single condemnation that can be brought against you. Or whether you are suffering because of the name of Jesus, your family are disowning you, casting you away. Suffering at work because you won't cook the books. Suffering because you won't watch porn with your spouse. Suffering because you won't allow your mother in law or your father in law to terrorize you. Suffering. You feel the church has abandoned you and you are alone. They didn't come to the funeral at your home, they didn't visit you when you were sick. Are all these things, big things, these mountains, are they enough to shake you and take you away from Jesus? No, they shouldn't be. Because you see, God's love for you in Christ Jesus should really make you secure that he has made everything possible for you to withstand any calamity you will face in your life whether by your own doing or by, for his name whether by your sins or because you are following him I started by telling you about the couple in my church they are resilient they are walking in the Lord in the early days Husband and wife were looking at each other, blaming each other. If only you, mom, isn't it your job to show, to see the child and notice anything? We could have responded earlier. We could have done this. We could have chosen to get an ambulance instead of running there. We could have done this. We could have done that. But through the mercy of God, they are rebuilding and they are resilient in him. And so I want you to go away from here today knowing that no matter what you may face, you may remember that dark man from Hilbro really said I must be secure in God's love for me in Christ Jesus that he has shown and lavished me all through Romans that I really can be confident and should be confident in him and in his ability to help me. That all the threats surrounding me like mirage really nothing when it comes to it that he has dealt with them in Christ Jesus for me for you but as we end I want you to in the words of Hebrews 3 verse 1 to lift up your eyes from this world and all the things that are happening around you all the wars you are fighting And fix your eyes on Jesus. The author and finisher of your faith. The one who was given up for you. The one who ensured your justification. The one who ensured you are redeemed once and for all by his precious blood. The one who ensured you are written never to be erased in the Lamb's book of life. The one who made sure you are well on your way to an eternity with him. But if you don't believe in him this evening, the last thing I want to say to you this evening, if you indulge me, all these promises of what will happen in times of calamity to us are promises of God's children. These are not promises for outsiders, those who are not in a relationship with him, those who can answer the question that if we are to die today, And you are to be face to face with him. And he was to ask you, why must I let you into heaven? And you don't have an answer. It's not for you. But there is a way that it can be for you. If tonight you say, I really want my life to change. I want to be sure that all this that God has promised in Romans 1 to 8 can be mine. There is a way that God has done for you through Jesus Christ. That you can, in a simple way, come and be his child tonight. You can go back home, a brand new person. And if you and I never see each other again in this world, that you can be sure that you are on your way to heaven. That when you arrive there, you'll be so confident to answer, Jesus died for me. When he asks you, Why must I let you in? You see, not much is given in life. And COVID has shown us that life is all vanity. People who were strong today, gone tomorrow. Now, now, now. So that you can stand in the day of evil father we thank you in jesus name for the time you have given us and the teaching of your word we pray heavenly father for those in this moment who are really teetering on the hope of despair father we pray pull them back pull them back into a, your loving embrace love them lavish your love comfort them and assure them that they really can be secure and should be secure in all that you have done for them, such that whatever comes their way, whether by their own sinning or whether by the sufferings because of your name, that they will be able to stand firm. And after all is said and done, they will still be standing. We pray, Heavenly Father, for them. We pray, Father, for those who have been so discouraged. The flame of faith has gone out. That, Father, you will thin those embers to life again. Only dry bones remaining. Father, we pray that the vision of Ezekiel will take place today. That bone after bone will come together. Sinew after sinew, as you bring them back together again in the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. But also, Father, we pray for those today who have not yet made a decision about your son. That today they will be confronted with the truth of your word. And that they would hear the persuasion that today you really can make a difference in their life and that you can transform them. That even in the day of evil, they will be ready. We pray and ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.